Welcome to the Proclaim podcast, where we sit down with missionary disciples and talk all things around sharing Jesus with others. Well, hello and welcome to the Proclaim podcast. My name is Eric Chow and I'm the director for Proclaim. Proclaim is an evangelization movement in the Archdiocese of Vancouver where we inspire and equip disciples to share the gospel in their homes and in their communities. And this podcast is a space where we can sit down with missionary disciples and talk all things around sharing Jesus with others. And I'm so privileged to have Brad Chase with me. Uh, he's here to share a little bit of his story and uh, some of how the ways in which God has moved in his life and the ways in which he has seen God move in others. So thanks so much, Brad, for, for taking the time to, uh, to come on podcast with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Brad, uh, let's start with a little bit of your story. Can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with God, your involvement in the parish, your family life? Just you know, share, share a little bit about uh, who Brad Chase is. Okay. Um, first, I, I should probably say happy birthday to Monsignor Luterbach, uh, my wife's uncle. Um, so today's his birthday. Um, so happy birthday to him. Awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know a little bit about my story. Um, I met my wife in like 2001 at Boise State University. She was on a gymnastics scholarship, scholarship, so she came down from um, from Coquitlam here to Boise, and that's where I'm from. So we met down there, and uh, yeah, we we kind of started dating, and and that you know led to where we're at today. But um, I wasn't Catholic at the time uh, when I when I met her. But as we were dating, some Jehovah Witnesses came to my house, which was kind of okay. it was kind of interesting. <laughs> and so they came in, and I I said, yeah, you can come you can come over once a week if you want because I I work from home and it was nice to have some company. So uh, so they came over once a week for like um, I don't know like a year and a half, and it was it was really interesting. And then I had you know I had I had shoulder surgery. Uh, at some point in that, and a lot of questions had come up. So I read the New Testament and then which opened up the door to more questions. And uh, uh, it was it was just interesting. And so my wife's like, well, maybe you should maybe you should try RCIA to see you know, what kind of answers you can get there. And uh, and I and this guy, Deacon Mike, who was running RCIA at the time in Boise, I mean, I gave it to him hard. Like I came in with, <laughs> I, I came in with questions and uh it was good though we you know he fielded all the questions and it was good conversation so i became catholic at, in 2007 and and yeah so kind of kind of part of the, the the beginning of the journey i guess kind of love how you glazed over that whole section of a year and a half of weekly conversations with jehovah's witnesses yeah. like like that must have been formative and in like inquisitive period for you like how did Absolutely. that what were the conversations like it was, it was actually really funny because um, I, I had a, I had no exposure to religion at all at, at, at okay. that, my life. And so they would say things like, oh, it's some David and Goliath or well, I'm like, oh, that's in the Bible. That's a Bible story or like right. Noah's, Noah's Ark. And I'm like, I had no idea these were Bible stories. Like I just I mean, that's kind of me, too. I just have no idea what's going on in life. But yeah. Um, yeah. So it was just it was interesting learning about all these stories and and they would, you know, they kind of taught me all these things. So. Uh, it was interesting though, because in that, in all those conversations, they'd be like, "Well, what do you think about the Trinity?" And I'm like, "I don't know. What is that?" Right. And, and they'd be like, "Well, it's you know, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are all the same person." And I'm like, "Well, I don't know. That sounds kind of crazy." And they're like, "Yeah, we think so too." And I'm like, "Okay." 
Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so I kind of I kind of started taking note of some of this stuff, and which it got me it got me really interested in learning more. So it was a great experience. Okay. This yeah. is one of those times where we can thank the Jehovah's Witness for knocking on the door and and opening up your heart to asking even bigger questions, which uh, yeah. by God's grace eventually led you to uh, to fullness in the Catholic Church. That's great. Totally. Yeah, they, yeah, they're playing they're playing their role out there. I I, I enjoy uh, I enjoyed the time with them. So oh, there you go. Okay, now Brad, you are uh, part of Our Lady of the Assumption Parish in Port Coquitlam. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about how you've been involved there. Well, um, it was interesting because Proclaim did something a number of years ago where they had like a upper room meeting. Yep. And so my wife went to that. And when she came back, she's like, oh, we're going to do all this stuff. It was so good. Like, and so Sister Mary Bethany and Sister Rose Catherine were all, all about it. So they were like, let's get together. Let's get something going for the school. And, and so we kind of got together. And then they were like, well, the parish wants to do something too now. So, so we, we got the whole parish, like everybody who went to proclaim in the parish, we all had like this big meeting Father Ron put together. And so we were like, oh, let's do, let's do the alpha. Let's do what the proclaim thing was. And so we all kind of got on board and. And me and Carla and the sisters, we kind of promoted the school. And then, um, you know, everybody that was excited about it in the parish promoted in the parish. And we had, we, we did that. We did an alpha and it was amazing. It was like, I don't know, there was like 50 or hundred people there. The whole parish center was full. And, uh, so many people came in and volunteered and helped cook dinners because, you know, that's part of alpha is, is the meal and, you know, people, you know, doing the, the, signups and greeting people at the door and MCs and the cooks and just all of it. It was just a lot of participation. It was a lot of fun. So uh, that's kind of, uh, you know, how I got involved with our parish, particularly after uh, Carla kind of went to that proclaim thing. And then, you know, and that led to some other stuff, which, you know, it's good. It was, it was really good. Yeah. yeah. I remember working with your parish, putting on that alpha because I think it happened right at, right in the, in, at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, right? You, you started yeah. in person and then you moved online. Is that is that how it went? That's right, yeah. Yeah. So we started well, in September and then I think, yeah, in February it moved. Right, right, right. Yeah, you started the planning maybe, out maybe at that it was, point. Maybe it would have been September. Is, that, is Alpha run that many weeks? Yeah, Alpha is, I think, 12 weeks, give or take. Yeah. yeah. It started in yeah. January. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Based on your experience with Alpha, what was some of the fruits and, you know, the things that you observed that that would um, kind of, you know, helped you see God move through through Alpha? You know, it's just an interesting way to make a friend. Yeah. And I'll yeah, it's just, you know, you, you get together, you sit down. Some of you, are, some of us were already friends. Uh, some of us weren't friends, but, you know, you sit down at a table, you get to know each other, you watch a video, you have a discussion and. I think that's step one is, you know, making a friend and just opening the dialogue. So Alpha fits that perfectly. And I think a lot of people want to be involved and want to learn more, but there's, you know, just not a program that's, you know, like Alpha to do that. So, you know, when Alpha got started our parish, you know, people are like, oh, free, you know, free food, free. You know what it was? <laughs> we had free food and free babysitting. Right. So it was a lot of parents were like, oh, yeah, well, let's do that. <laughs> so, yes. That sounds fun. Yeah. And every week. Yeah. yeah, Every week. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so good. Brad, I've heard you say a few times, uh, make a friend, be a friend, and, and then bring a friend to Christ. Yeah. Um, what does that mean for you? Because I know that uh, behind that, there's a bit of a methodology and a, and a way of, uh, of uh, an approach that you've taken to, to that whole process. But I think it's a, a bit of a mantra that you, you want to live, you know, that, that you, know, you want to be able to make friends, be friends, and then bring them to Christ. Yeah. So that's kind of the Curcio motto. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's interesting because it, it fits in, it fits in a lot of different areas. Like when I first moved here, I didn't know anybody. And this guy, Matt came up to me, he's like, Hey, you want to join the soccer team at St. Clair? And I'm like, Oh, dude, soccer's for little girls, number one. And I've never played soccer. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, come on, just try it. And I'm like, oh, fine. Okay. So I joined soccer. And it was a lot of fun. And so okay. uh, we made a lot of friends, you know, and then uh, from that, you know, uh, actually, Matt invited me to Curcio uh, a- after we've been playing on this soccer team. And I was like, no, man, I've already I'm I've been in Curcio. I know I know how this runs. And he's like, he's like, oh, OK, well, maybe you can maybe you can help me out then because he was kind of helping run this weekend. So I helped him out. And then, uh, you know, that's you know, you made a friend in soccer and then we started being friends through Curcio and then, uh, you know, bring a friend to crisis. We kind of, after Curcio, after the weekend, we started meeting up, uh, on Wednesday mornings at St. Clair. And we've been doing that for years, uh, with there's, I think there was 12 of us. There's been 12 of us kind of meeting there. You, and that's a, it's a, that's a large group. Typically these groups are a bit smaller four to yeah. six people, but okay. Brad, let's take a quick pause for a moment and go back a bit. Cause you mentioned Curcio and for our Proclaim listeners, tell, tell us a little bit about Curcio. Yeah. So Curcio was started by this guy, Eduardo, and he's from this tiny little island called Mallorca, kind of off the coast of Spain. And, and, and his motto for evangelization, it was like, I think, early 1900s. Uh, they were going through their own struggles in the ni- early 1900s. And he kind of had this idea, like, if we just make friends, his idea was make a friend, be a friend, bring a friend to Christ. So that's what he did. He just kind of went out and made some friends and started hanging out with them and started doing, you know, different activities with them. And then after that, uh, started this format of Curcio and and uh, these, you know, kind of weekend uh, retreats where people go away and and learn this format on how to grow in faith. And then once they learn the format, then they use the format together and and on a weekly basis and and kind of grow in faith. So. Okay. What was your experience of Curcio? Um, the, you know, when I went to the weekend, I think it's like, for me, it was, you know, it was a lot like you, you go to the weekend and, and you unplug from life. And sometimes it's just hard to unplug from life. So yeah, for me, it was, it was, it's tough to say yes, number one, and go, you know, commit a weekend. I think for anybody, especially parents these days, it's hard to say yes to a weekend, but once you say yes and you go kind of unplug from life for two, you know, three, three days, it's, it's, it's just, it's, uh, you know, like any of these men's weekends that you go to, it's transformative and it kind of fills your cup. But I think what, what it does more than fill your cup is it gives you a format moving forward. You know, like you can go on a diet and it's great and you can lose a little bit of weight, but if you don't make that lifestyle change, it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna have those long-term effects on your health. So I kind of feel like her CEO is a bit like that, more like the lifestyle and, and they give you this format to live and, and help grow in faith. And, and if you do it, it, it works. So. Okay. 
So the Curcio weekend uh, is a is a sort of a three day retreat. Uh, you were invited by a friend to attend, and then there was some, um, I guess, a, a way in which you encountered God. Was invited to think of uh, the way of life that would be uh, Christ centered and faith filled. And then you just talked a little bit about this sort of weekly gathering with a, a group of men. Was that is that part of the Curcio experience? You're invited to continue to uh, to grow in faith together with a group. Yeah. Yeah. And so that started for me in Boise when uh, my friend Mike invited me uh, okay. from the Knights. We were we were in the Knights together. Yeah. And uh, and then, yeah, we we went we did the weekend together and then we continued on together for a number of years until I moved up here to Canada. And then um, somehow Curcio found me again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So you've been cool. meeting with this group of men for for how how many for quite a while now, right? Yeah, I would yeah. say probably uh, at least. I don't know, maybe like 2015. Wow, so, so like six, seven years now. Yeah, it's been yeah. it's been a number of years. And yeah, yeah, it's been great. Okay, and that's every Wednesday. Yeah, every yeah. Wednesday morning. So we it's a we just in Boise it was a 6:30 a.m. meeting. Right, and it just there was never an excuse. And so after me and Matt did the weekend, and we had all these guys kind of fired up. I'm like, let's just do 6.30 a.m. on Wednesday mornings. There's just no excuse. And he's, it was the same time I was doing in Boise. Right. And he's like, what? Okay. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's give it a shot. So we, we, put it, we put it out there. And you know, when you, when you organize any group, it's normally you have to send an evite. Then you have to send a reminder. Then you have to follow up. Like, and, and I'm the worst with that. So I, we, me, I think we sent out one email like, hey, that was a great weekend. Let's meet up next Wednesday at St. Clair at 6.30. And, and there was no follow-up. There was, there was no phone calls. And then, you know, 12 guys showed up and we, it's been great. Like ever since then, we've just been meeting and following the Curcio format. And it's, there's been just a, a lot of fruit from that. And uh, it's just, it's a really good format. So. Yeah. I think what you're speaking to is when, when we're, we're encountered by God and it captures our, our hearts and our minds and our lives, like an invitation like this is is almost like a an easy response. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like pulling teeth or like you know you've made the priority to get up early and um, and make this uh, a, a real part of your life. Um, yeah. And it also speaks to the need I think that each of us have to be in communion with others in our community, yeah. uh, building faith and encouraging each other. So you talk a little bit about the the format or like the the way you you take them like your your Wednesday morning so what does it look like tell, tell, walk us through um, just how it encourages you and, and what's life giving about the the Wednesday morning okay so I'm gonna name drop a couple people here so you know we get to the meeting Brian comes in with like eight coffees from Tim Hortons okay okay and Bruce will have like nine of those eight coffees <laughs> And <laughs> thanks a lot, Bruce. <laughs> and uh, no, he, we uh, so Brian brings some coffee, and uh, yeah. everybody everybody has a coffee, and and uh, we sit down, say hi, uh, open in prayer, and then we go over the format, which is piety, study, and action. Okay. So we just kind of quickly, just you know, not quickly, I guess, over the course of an hour, we talk about our prayer life. And, you know, you go around the table and kind of everybody, everybody talks about how their prayer life's going, which is, it's, it's interesting, you know, it really helps you kind of get an idea of what other people are doing. And, and then after we talk about our prayer life, we talk about study. So anything uh, we're reading, any podcasts we're listening to, this is about, this is how a lot of us found out about, you know, the Bible in the year podcasts. Um, 
and we find out about different books because Brian has a library and he brings the library with him. And so uh, after that, we talk about any Christian action in our life. So it's piety, study and action. And action is just, you know, basically the spirit kind of living in you. And, you know, you have these encounters throughout the week and and uh, and they become obvious, you know, once you're kind of starting to think about it every week. And and so we kind of discuss things that have come up, you know, things with friends, things with family. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, that's amazing. How does that bear fruit for you for the rest of the week? So there's this, uh, there's this Bible scripture that says something like iron sharpens iron or something like yeah. that. Yep. And for me, it's just, you know, it's, it's to see other people live in the faith, you know, it's like, like, I'm, I'm not a big adoration guy. And I, it's just every week I come, I hear the same people saying, Oh, I went to adoration. Yeah, I went to adoration. And I'm like, after a while, you know, seven years, I'm finally like, okay, I should, I should be doing this. Like, right. Uh, so I finally made it a priority to go to adoration, but that would have never happened had I never heard those guys saying that. Yeah. Uh, and then same thing with the podcast. Like I probably, I don't know if I would ever heard about the Bible. Well, I'm sure I would have heard about the Bible in the year at some point because it's pretty popular, but, um, like I would say 80% of the group is maybe even hundred percent of the group is, is on that podcast. And so, uh, you know, that's, you know, that helps. And then the different book recommendations that people are reading, um, and and just seeing how this you know the spirit's kind of moving through people and working in their lives you're just like it just yeah it really just kind of brings your faith out in you yeah yeah within the movement of proclaim we talk a lot about how it's so important that we learn the art of accompaniment in evangelization and uh, your your example of this men's group is a clear uh, expression of accompaniment these men are accompanying you and you're accompanying these men and what I love about how you've shared this format is not only is it, uh, you know, an inward focused process of understanding your relationship with God, but you're also challenging each other to step out of yourself in action to evangelize, to share Christ with others. Um, I know that Curcio encourages uh, the invitation of new members or to new people to come to the retreats to make a Curcio weekend. And of course, it, it also has expressed for you in helping with Alpha and even with some of the CCO face studies. So tell me a little bit more about how you see Curcio, Alpha and the face studies, uh, you know, two of the tools that 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 Proclaim uses regularly within our movement. Tell me how, how you see it all kind of fitting together in the life of discipleship, you know, gr- growing in faith and relationship with Jesus, as well as evangelization, going out and sharing Jesus with others. Yeah, um, you, you just I'll tell you that in just a second, but you just reminded me of something. OK. Um, just part of this action, I was, you know, Bruce Curry's wife, Maureen, or, organized a bunch of people to come down to um, the JP2 Center, the John Paul II Center down there to do the pro-life, um, you know, for the pro-life week or the 40, yeah. days, the 40 days for life. Yeah. And I would have never heard about that if I, you know, wasn't hanging out with Bruce every week. And so his wife organized that. And that was just one example of of action, you know, from a friend, you know, he's like, Oh, my wife organized this. Actually, she, you know what? She called me and she's like, I need help organizing this. I don't know how to do spreadsheets. Right. <laughs> and so we helped her set up a spreadsheet. That's kind of how I heard about it. So um, that's one example of, of action that, you know, wouldn't have happened if I hadn't been meeting with these guys. But uh, in, in regards to what you're saying about proclaim with alpha and CCO, um, 
we, after we ran alpha at our school, uh, we invited all the people that, you know, all our friends that came to alpha were like, Hey, let's do CCO now. And it was a bit tough because it was uh, COVID. So I don't know if it would have been different if it wouldn't have been COVID, but some of them said, no, like this online thing is just not for me. Mm-hmm. And so a couple of people, you know, some people dropped out and then uh, it was interesting though. I asked other people who I had invited to alpha to, if, you know, if they want to join the CCO group and they said, yes. So it was interesting. Some people dropped off and some people jumped in. And so we did the CCO studies and one of my buddies who wasn't a Catholic, uh, after we did the CCO studies, he joined RCIA and he's getting baptized. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool to see that. And then, um, and then the, after the CCO studies got done, um, we transitioned right into the Curcio format and we would have done a weekend, uh, cause typically Curcio starts with that kind of Curcio weekend experience. Right. And moves into this, in, into this other format. But since, uh, COVID was, it's just been a bit restrictive on, on throwing these weekends. Um, we just decided just to, just to move into the format and the guys have been enjoying it. So we continued on after CCO, which was interesting too, because after CCO got done, Clint jumped out, he went to RCIA. And then I, I asked a couple other people that I'd invited to the CCO study. I'm like, oh, maybe they'd like want to join this. And so I asked a couple other people who said no to CCO and they said yes to this Curcio. And so we got a couple other guys, you know, it's funny how it just kind of shuffles. So there's probably, there's probably, um, you know, five of us that meet now on, on Wednesdays and one week is the, the, the husbands and the next week is the wives. So my, my wife oh, does cool. the, the wives on one week. And then, so we kind of alternate weeks. So then we don't have to figure out childcare. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's been good though. Everybody's enjoying the format and it's the same kind of result as the Wednesday morning men's group. It's just, you know, we all got together and we kind of started talking about prayer. And then it was funny. We came back the next week and one of the guys was like, okay, I, I couldn't come back empty handed this week. So I, I had to do something. This is what I did. I thought that was funny, but yeah, that's uh, so good. It's, it's not like, it's not like there's pressure to do it, but it kind of does. I mean, there is a bit of a pressure, I guess, to, to try to do something. So you don't feel like you did, you've done nothing. So I don't know. It's, it's a powerful way to do, uh, just share your faith. Yeah, social encouragement is so powerful. Like you know that if we're trying to, um, you know, to work out or, or do anything physical, like when we do it as a team, there's always the encouragement. You kind of already have the desire, the you know, the the resolve to want to uh, to you know to to exercise or whatever it is. But when you do it with others, you just get that extra push to yeah to accomplish what you wanted to accomplish. Yeah, that's so true. Because I work out yeah. in my garage alone, and it, yeah. it's so much harder than going like when I go to a CrossFit gym. And there's a group of people there. It's so much easier. Yeah. And uh, you just don't have to get motivated. But when you do it by yourself, it's just it's harder. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Brad, you've uh, you've kind of touched on something that Proclaim has noticed as a movement has noticed as being an area of, um, I guess, of importance when it comes to evangelization, but also an area that uh, a lot of people are challenged by, and it's uh, and it's in making the invitation to outsiders or making an invitation to some of our friends who are not um, faithful disciples. And uh, you've kind of mentioned a few times where you've made invitations to parents in the school, some friends, some buddies, and then, you know, you also, um, which I think is an amazing uh, story of God's glory. You know, one of your friends has made the decision to 
to become Catholic as in the RSA program. That's that's so cool. But yeah. like, tell me a little bit about the like, you know, where does your confidence and in invitation come from? And how do you make these invitations? You know, what what kind of encouragement uh, would you like to give to our proclaim listeners on 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 making good invitations? I think it's just like anything else. If you've got a team and you're doing it together, it's so much easier. Yeah. So uh, when we when we went into the school, it was like me and my wife and sister Mary Bethany and sister Rose Catherine. So then then we got the support of the principal and then she let us like make an announcement one day at like, I don't know, like the Christmas concert or something like that. So so good. Yeah, it was great. And so I got up there and, and made some announcement and. And from that announcement, some a, a, a couple of people came, but it's kind of more of like an awareness thing. But you you still do need the personal invitation. And Sister Mary Bethany was on fire. She was like, she was, you know what she did? She went to all the kids and she's like, hey, do you guys want to come to this like Wednesday night? Or I think it was on Wednesday. But she's right. like, you want to come to this like Wednesday night party for kids? And they're, <laughs> like, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And she's like, okay, you got to tell your parents then. That they have to bring you here on Wednesday nights and they have to go to Alpha and they can drop you off at this at this like party. So then the kids, like so many parents came and like, what what is this? Like our kids are saying they want to go to this party that Sister Mary Bethany's talking about, and we have to go to Alpha to to get them in this party. <laughs> it was kind of funny. So uh so she kind of went after, after that approach, but at the same time, the parish was making announcements uh, at the church. So it was just a lot of messaging um, going right. on. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of it is personal invitation. Yeah, the messaging is great because you know you can you know what's going on. You know something's coming up, but you kind of do need somebody to invite you. So it is it is tough. It is hard to reach out because not everybody's going to say yes, and you got to be okay with that. Yeah, um, but I think if it goes back to make a friend, be a friend, bring a friend to Christ. Like if you just ask your friends, like it's not as hard. Yeah. And, um, and that kind of brought up something like in the future that I want to do with the school is like, let's make this a way for people to become friends. Like when you, when you're a a kindergarten parent, like a lot of kindergarten parents want to get to know each other. They want an avenue to say hi to each other. And a lot of times they don't have that. Like I've heard some parents say like, yeah, I just, there's no, nobody said anything to me. Like Mm -hmm. I'm here kind of just by myself with my, you know, you know, kid and, and that's kind of been more through so more so in COVID it's been like that. So, um, but you know, people do feel like that when nobody reaches out and nobody says hi, like they don't feel the community in the school. So, um, it's, it'd be a great way for, you know, kindergarten parents to get to know each other, to build some community, uh, to make some friends, you know, cause they're, they're on this new chapter in life, bringing their kids into school and, um, just what a great opportunity to get to know each other if you're if you're doing it with the faith component in there too. Yeah, that totally makes a lot of sense. Like we yeah. all we all value friendships and uh, know how life giving it is, and uh, even more so through the pandemic, we've you know we've acknowledged how much how, how the how much um, we need people in our lives. Um, and I think you also like what you said about invitation is so true. Like if we can do some broader. Um, kind of blanket announcement type invitations that really just raises the awareness and it provides uh, the platform for the personal invitations that are really the meaningful, um, the meaningful work that that gets people to respond in in a, in a positive way. And I love what you said about um, was it Sister Mary Bethany that did the yes. uh, yeah the the invitation through the kids. That's so good. You know, I okay. like I, I do remember when I like, uh, when our family ran off a number of years ago. 
and you know we did the baby the whole babysitting thing and our kids were little at the time and that's what they remember about alpha like they they got to have a you know hot dogs and a movie yeah <laughs> or you know hang out with a bunch of other kids and every week and and do something fun yeah. So yeah, that totally makes sense. Like it, and it's it's true. Like the kids will remember those things. They'll have as much fun, and um, and then hopefully the the parents get something out of uh, the experience of Alpha. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Brad. Um, we're gonna wrap up here uh, in just a moment, but I want to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, what are what are some of your dreams for the parish community? Like you know, we're coming. Yeah, at the time of this recording, we're kind of coming out of the sort of social distancing pandemic you know closure thing uh and now we're opening up you know what are, what are some of your dreams for your parish community well the dream kind of starts at the school for me because that's where you know i'm i'm involved that really a lot is the school yeah. and if you just my dream would be that parents come in and they feel welcomed and they have yeah. they have an invitation to make friends through the platform of the faith you know they they have this invitation to come to Chris, to uh to alpha and make some friends, you know, and I think that's such a powerful experience for a new parent who doesn't know anybody to have that welcoming message. And, and even for people who, um, you know, go through our CIA to have, to have something to continue on after our CIA, you know, they, they're actually doing alpha and, and CCO in our RCA program, but, you know, Curcio could be that next step for somebody in our CIA, because I do, yeah. I do remember when I got done with our CIA and I was like, okay, the, we're done. Like, and I've, and I've heard so many people say that, like get done with RCA and it's like, okay, that's it. Okay. We're done. You know? And you just, that's it. You know, but if, if you have something, you know, to, to kind of keep growing in the faith, like that, I think that would be a great thing for the community. Um, and I think that's kind of the dream is, you know, you get the, you get people, uh, becoming friends and growing in faith together. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Brad, this has, been, this has been such a fun conversation. I've been also just encouraged and inspired by how God has moved in your life and in Carla's life and in your family and, and how um, you've responded to the call to be a missionary disciple. Um, I want to give you the last word, so I'm going to ask one last question. To our proclaimed listeners, uh, you know, what, what word of encouragement would you like to leave them with? Um, you know, Jesus turned the water into wine because he wants you to drink it. Okay, so Amen. go make some friends and drink some wine. Have some fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's so good. That's so good. Well, Brad, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and the way in which uh, you've been living out uh, missionary discipleship in, uh, in, the, um, in the community of Our Lady of the Assumption through the Curcio movement in your family and in the school. And to all of our Proclaim listeners, thanks so much for listening. I hope there was something, a nugget, uh, some insight that has inspired you and encouraged you in your missionary discipleship. And if you're looking for any additional resources, uh, help with evangelization, you can go to weareproclaim.com. We've got all our podcast episodes there, as well as uh, upcoming events and trainings and different ways that we wish to help. So uh, we pray that you continue to proclaim Jesus in your homes and in your communities, and let's together see God move in our archdiocese. Yeah. So thanks, everyone. <laughs>